You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. (laughs) So Pluto, your golden retriever. Pluto. Um, So today we're in the backyard and Mm -hmm. Pluto has to take a toy outside with him every single time he goes outside. Yeah. Like a security blanket. Every time. And to the point where I can't get him to go outside without having a toy in right. his mouth. And so at by the time the end of the week rolls around, mm-hmm. our backyard looks insane because mm-hmm. there's just these dog toys everywhere. Because when he comes out with one, he never comes back in with one. And so Jasmine's job today was to go. Which, and- by the way, is hilarious because he's a retriever and he's not retrieving his toys. He retrieves nothing, actually. He's, he's a golden non-retriever. Literally. In fact, he won't get. like if, He's the golden reliever. If, yeah. if something's in his mouth, he's not going to give it to you. No. Ever. So Jasmine has to take a laundry basket. That's mm-hmm. how many toys are out there. So she's walking around the backyard with a laundry basket, like putting all these toys. And he's also like territorial over them. Yeah. So like those are his the toys. minute she starts to pick up toys and put these in the laundry basket, he's like, whoa. Wow. Whoa, whoa, What are whoa. you doing? Okay. Like his ears perk up. Mm-hmm. And was he at the patio door? You had him out there with you? Absolutely. Oh. The family's outside. Like, I would have got them all. It's like 50 degrees in Wisconsin in December. Yeah. So we're like all just out there for a hot minute. And so. Is that the first time you've been out all week? I think so. Well, what do you like? I've been out. Just not, you know, hanging oh, outside. T- so anyways, so I'm on the deck. We've lived here for like a month. two months. <laughs> and she hasn't seen the outside yet. <laughs> to the back. A month? You've lived there two months? A month. It's almost two months. Almost. I've never been in your basement. <laughs> I thought you came down there and seen. No. I've never been in our shop. Literally. I've been to the door of it. I, like I haven't been there since we've moved in. I've I know. In, yeah. It's so weird. It's so funny. So we're all in the back and mm-hmm. it's like I, I'm on the deck and Jasmine is going around picking up toys and Maximus is out there. And all of a sudden, like I got like a whiff mm-hmm. and I was like, someone farted. <laughs> I, I know farted? this smell anywhere. Like why? Why? Yeah. And <laughs> they're like, I should be safe to <laughs> fart. I'm outside. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm extremely immature. There's a good chance. But like people say fart or I smell fart. And I see Max's face and like I immediately act like a 16 year old boy. If you look up the definition of cringe. Oh, I thought you were going to say fart. (laughs) (laughs) If you look up the definition of cringe, that would be Max's face when he he smells something icky. The quizzes. So he, I'm like, Max, like what's happening? And like he's got the look on his face of just absolute disgust. And he's like, something's wrong. And I'm like, yeah, like, what's going on? So then Jasmine's all of a sudden like, whoa, like, is did the dog poop? Like, what's going on? I was like, I feel so like there I- is a thing, though, because like I'll get whiffs and it'll last for a while when the wind changes and you get whiffs from the landfill like five miles oh. away. And it, it's a smell. And Max does it all the time. He's like, oh, it stinks. And it's like, yeah, it's the landfill. <laughs> yeah. 
no, no. But he was like, how are we supposed to have how how are we supposed to have people over in our backyard and enjoying a grill out if it smells like that? Like he goes so far down the path of he's like, well, I can never get married in this backyard, <laughs> and you're like, okay, like, you don't even know what's going on. And I was like, Max, like, what are you gonna do to this like yard this summer? Like, this is a big yard. And he's like, well, I'm fixing to get this fixed, or I'm not gonna be out here. And like, he just can't handle his life at all. I go into the house. You guys are so sensitive. And I'm putting on, okay, can we just be honest? Let's try to have everybody have a straight face when it smells like sewer. Yeah. You're either going to start laughing or you're going to get mad. (laughs) Or you're going to be like, who is this? So there was a girl at our church one time and she was riding to church with her grandson. And all of a sudden they had a similar situation where like there's a funky smell going on right Mm -hmm. now. And if you're not fully comfortable with the people that you're around, you're both just going to stay there quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like with Max, at least I'm like, bro, did you did you let one? Like, what is happening? <laughs> well, these people did not. So they rode all the way to church. Quietly. Thinking that the other one did it. Like, <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> do you remember the first time we met uh, Becca and we went to their house? And no. like, oh, you do. We were sitting around a campfire laughing and joking i started laughing and like involuntarily like we had just eaten like a bunch of chicken adobo i straight up like sounded like somebody was dragging something across bleachers (laughs) (laughs) it was was like uh you know what i mean like Like the aluminum bleachers at a baseball field so did you think it was i was in a plastic lawn chair you know the kind that you kick the legs out of the back you see like the videos yeah the stackables. Yeah. It's in one of those. So it sounded like somebody was like blowing dra- the raspberries against <laughs> dra- a wall. Dragging a two by four down some down, yeah. some, down some bleachers. Yeah. And then every it was like, of course, the most dead silent moment. <laughs> I'm just sitting Always. there. Like laughing. there's a, a lull. natural lull with all the conversation. You know what? It was the best icebreaker. We got closer to them than anybody at that point. They they Well, once you humanity. once you go there. Yeah, like, you can only go up. <laughs> pretty much. Like, it's like a level playing field. Thank God at it that wasn't. Point, Do you know, like, at the dinner table. <laughs> when we were really young and, like, <laughs> our friendship was pretty young, Heidi and I, we were, are you guys watching people walk by? So She's much activity. by, like, seven times. Yeah. She keeps getting the same mail. I think she, she is, is. she on the phone? No. She, she's stealing everybody's coupons. She trips a lot oh. on the where the sidewalk is on you. Yeah. Um, but Heidi and I, we were we were acquaintances, like becoming friends, and we our church was in Bloomer, mm-hmm. and we walked from like Main Street Cafe, not sponsored, um, but good <laughs> if you wanna to back to church. And I kept getting a whiff of like raw sewage, <laughs> you know. And there's like a body, of, there's a body of water Is there. A Listen body to me. Of wa- Listen to me. Stagnant water. So there's like a body, that of, water. body of water. Always had 18 million ducks. Yeah, it did. And like, there's just like, I was like, I don't know. I don't live in this town. Maybe it smells like crap up here. Are they spread manure? You don't know. Duck manure. No, but like sometimes at certain times of the year, that could have been it. Because at certain times of the year, if it's warm, they'll yeah. spread manure, yeah. right? Okay. We live in the dairy was your, land. Was your stomach gurgling? 100% it was gurgling. It was rolling. Finally. 
I I had had enough, and I'm the, I, I'm the type to suffer in silence, right? And finally, this is you, this is how I said it, because I was also really cool. I was 13. I go, dude. Did, did you just drop butt? And she's like, all of you that have not been raised in like a homeschool environment. Yeah. When you say, drop did you butt. drop butt? <laughs> if you're in a secular situation, they, you they, will get some raised eyebrows. Yeah. Because one, they're thinking, did they just say that? <laughs> like, did I hear that wrong? What yeah. does that mean? Does yeah. that mean the same thing as what we say like this? Yeah, yeah. it mm-hmm. does, for the record. Yeah. A lot of people say that with a different word. But I said, yeah. dude, did you just drop butt? And she looked at me and she's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> My stomach is so upset. <laughs> and it was, neither of us could drive. I was like, I was clearly downwind. Like it was all so the ducks, bad. All the ducks had Could left you imagine? The pond. Could you imagine if I hadn't gotten even even remotely more current with my lingo and I had just said to a new friend, dude, did you just fluffy? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what mom made us say at home. Mm-hmm. Was did you fluffy? Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so yeah. get like super serious about it too. Like oh, you guys just fluffing up in here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like in our household growing up the F A R T word was a curse. Just as bad as yeah. any F word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. four letters. Let's start there. We were we <laughs> four letter F word. We weren't we weren't able to like We didn't even think about any other we couldn't even we couldn't say frickin'. Oh, absolutely we not. Say freaking because it meant the same thing. And it's out of the abundance of your heart that your mouth is speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could get your nose on the wall right there. Yep. Which, you know, I'm really glad that they were like that because um, even now, like, there was things mom and dad did that just makes sense to me. Um, we, we also weren't allowed to say we hate stuff. Yeah. Ever. No. Cause hate is the polar opposite of love and God is love. And dad always said, hate drives a person to action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was real deep. I was like eight years old. And biblically, <laughs> and I was biblically, like, but dad, they're pickles. I just so hate pickles. Has that stayed with you? Yeah. To some extent. Yeah. Can we, can we jump in to the worship yeah. night recap? Yeah. So, so it's funny. We should have timed it a little better, but we couldn't really. Right. Because we record in advance. So yeah. the, the episode that you heard the day after our worship night yeah. was recorded the Monday before that. Yeah. So now we're recording. Our, this is our first opportunity to record after the worship night. Yep. Yep. And it was funny because I was like, <clears throat> don't forget anything that happened. Don't forget anything that happened. I don't think I ever could. <laughs> So the first worship night that the real king had was an absolute smash hit. Like I can't even. I had expectations for that night. Yeah. But they were 
definitely surpassed within like the first five seconds. It was a hoot. A hoot. Like, first and foremost, we're grateful to anybody that showed up. Yes. Um, and we're grateful to anybody that didn't. Be, yes. And if you're still listening, because I know people are all over. So we're just going to have to take this national and then international. You know? Yeah. We're going to have to have a Florida worship night with Rodney Howard Brown. Yeah. And and one in Belgium. and Definitely one in Belgium. Yeah. So when we did the one year anniversary episode one of the things that we said surprised us the most is that people listen correct because <laughs> you're like human nature is we feel unworthy yes well and i mean it's scripture that says don't think more highly of yourself than you ought yes you know what i'm saying and, <laughs> so yeah. trying to keep that at the forefront of your mind this entire time stay humble but even the amount of people that um, did show up. Mm -hmm. I, I was surprised by that. Like yeah. I, I was honestly shocked by that because I feel like, I feel like it could have easily went either way. Yeah. And it's a busy time of year mm -hmm. and it's around the holidays. Yeah. It's, in Wisconsin, it's usually cold. We didn't actually have any snow, which I prayed for mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we do have like limited parking. Yep. So I didn't want snow out in that area because mm -hmm. I want to, people to be able to park and if they have to park on the street which they did you don't want to like deal with like you know yes. giant snow banks right yeah what about you joe what did what surprised you most about worship night i wasn't really surprised by anything i was i was really thankful though mm -hmm. that um because my heart was that it be a worship night yeah not like not a worship of anything we're doing because basically us doing this podcast is us being obedient to a call on our life. Mm -hmm. So as long as we do that correctly and we make Jesus Christ first, we'll have his success in it Yeah, because he's going to get us to the people that he wants to be a part of this, mm -hmm. you know, the ones that are going to receive from it. I was really, really, uh, humbled and, um, just honored that people came together and then they just went for it. I mean, yeah. there was, there was no hesitation for, for people to go straight to the altar. Yeah. One thing I noticed <clears throat> is before it even started, people were laying hands on people and praying in the like fellowship hall where people were coming in. Mm. Yeah. So we had, uh, Josh Hellman from 12 stones, Media. Yeah, Heart of the Matter is their podcast. And we had um, Nick and Steph, or Stiff and Neck. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bartholomew. Merch. Merch. From Ignite Prayer and Music Nights, mm -hmm. and re also representing the Collective Arts Center in Eau Claire. And they, were, they had tables in the front area. And then we had like a backdrop and balloons and stuff where people were taking photos joe was taking selfies with people mm -hmm. and um so people would come in and like kind of mingle and then go find a seat and so while they were mingling with like josh and some of those people they were praying on people that's that awesome was cool. before it even started before it even started that's awesome yeah yeah mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then once worship started like it wasn't even you didn't even get through the first song and god already started to like give words of knowledge yep 
And so that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the response was amazing. I don't think there was anybody there that wasn't supposed to be there. I agree. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so I was just having a conversation about this today. W- how when you invite somebody to church or when people come into the house, you have tendencies to try to grease the wheels, to try to pave you the do, way a little especially bit. Especially, Yes, you. absolutely. And I was saying this on a call today. And I was like, they're only there because God appointed them to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Like every moment, every... This is a huge teachable moment too because people don't know what to do or say when when they're in their community to share Christ. And because you're a believer, God already put them there to hear your story. Yes. And like... There's nothing you can do except for just be obedient, step out, and just share what's going on today. But there's been even examples, like you yourself, have was like, Pastor, like, so-and-so is coming today. Like, as humans, you have a natural tendency yeah. to try to, like, you okay... You want to do your best. You want to honor them. They're coming, so mm-hmm. make sure, like, this is going on. <clears throat> and what I've been noticing recently is, number one, like, I'm going to make zero difference here. <laughs> God is already drawn. That's correct. <laughs> who needs to come and who does not need to come? Yeah. Um. And already has all of that planned out. I'm just a part of the a part of the plan. Well, and scripture says, "Be anxious about nothing." Yeah. And so, like, if they're coming, there's obviously a reason, and just let God do what He does. Um. But there was like, there was times where, um, just in general, where I would like try to tell people like, well, make sure you talk to this, not, not at this night, but prior, um, make sure you talk to them or make sure you go say hi to them or all this kind of stuff. And I realized that when you let all of that go and just let the Holy spirit speak to his people. So like when the Holy spirit highlights somebody, mm-hmm. it's a completely different outcome than you acting like the Holy spirit to highlight those people. Yeah. So for example, um, the situation that I was talking to on the phone today, she didn't even, this, this young lady went to a prayer type group, you know, they had like a pajama party or something like that. And this young lady usually doesn't attend church mm-hmm. and she didn't even tell the prayer group that she was bringing this young lady. Um, and I think it was meant though, mm-hmm. because that's how the Holy Spirit works is because we don't need to like prep the crowd for somebody that's coming in that needs Jesus. Um, that situation was already completely planned out and appointed by the Lord. Yeah, Not uncommon unless they're called. Exactly. Sometimes people will try and dumb down the intensity of, of the event to cater to somebody they don't feel can handle the power of God. Yeah. Very, very true. You know? So what people ended up at church, what ended know? up happening is there was a another person there at that little group that at the pajama party pajama party <laughs> at the pajama party in this oh. story I was telling to the point where the holy spirit highlighted that young lady that normally doesn't go to the one who was hosting this and went over and started prompting and talking and they were talking for like over 30 minutes and actually had like common ground of a situation that like was currently happening in in, yeah. in in their lives and that right there like makes you really get a little bit humble you serve a big god yeah because it's like you know what like 
we don't need to do anything other than open our mouths when we feel like the Holy Spirit's highlighting somebody to us. That's pretty much our job because everything that goes on, it's like it's not my job to make everything go perfect. Last night, I stopped off to get tomatoes and ketchup at the grocery store. Just had a hankering or? No, Heidi was making hamburgers. (laughs) Yeah. So I stop off, I go through, I end up getting some other stuff that I didn't need. And then as I was making my way to the jelly beans, because Max wants jelly beans for his candy machines, I walk up to Heidi's cousin's wife. Like her and her dad are coming in. Mm -hmm. And so we seen each other and immediately I stopped and we start talking and she's a believer. I don't know her dad. Um... She's, she says, we just came from an appointment. I was like, oh, where at? And they started telling me. They went to uh, meet with a gentleman that, um, the way they explained it, he must be a believer. Mm-hmm. But he does like alternative medicine. Like um, holistic. Yeah, this was like some sort of a treatment with some sort of like radio waves or something through... Something where where they hook him up to a um, like an IV or something. Anyway, he got diagnosed with some form of like cancer in his vital organs, and they said this is the third treatment. But his medical doctor has already seen his like levels levels go way down, like way down. So then we get talking, and this guy's like in his eighties at least. So I start sharing them my testimony and and then all of a sudden we're talking about healing and then we're about to go part ways and I grabbed his hand and I said, I'm going to pray for you for healing right now. Mm-hmm. So we start praying and I, you know, I close out the in Jesus name, amen. And I go to let go of his hand and he pulls me in and then he starts praying over me and this man could pray. Mm. And it got intense. And we're in the middle of Woodman's, right in front of the only like three checkouts that are open. Yeah. With workers at them. Mm-hmm. People are all around us. So now you have three people standing there praying. Yeah. There's no way we could have planned that. Right. right. For me to be at that store at that time, them leaving Thorpe, coming all the way to Woodman's in Eau Claire before they go back home to Cameron or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But that's the thing is God is very, very attentive to the needs of his children. Yeah. He knew that that man and I needed to meet at that that specific time and where we needed to be, and he knew exactly what messages needed to be shared. Yeah. We probably miss opportunities like that all the time so yeah so even with our worship night it was just i think that everybody that was supposed to be there was there there's some awesome testimonies awesome worship there was like 16 plus kids got their prayer language which was if you wanted to be in the midst of the power of god Mm -hmm. everybody should have been in that corner of the church because that was pretty intense um, there was so much going on, though. It really did feel very highlighted to the children. <clears throat> yeah. 
Um, which I honestly, it was like it was like five different spiritual events or services going on at once. There yeah. was a lot because you had like there a was full like on atmosphere of worship going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a full on atmosphere of repentance and and surrender. Yeah, in certain areas. Yep, you had people getting gifts of the spirit there was words of knowledge there was prayer for healing yeah there was amazing things there was like one girl um she she had a knee that had trouble with for like quite some time and later on she messaged and said that it was completely healed yeah like in the first so in the first song so just to like recap for the people that weren't there we met early the way that it kind of worked is we had like the sanctuary open and then um, we had like pre-service prayer and took communion. And then we had like a kind of a lull until we started to let people show up and get their seats and stuff. And then Carlos, <laughs> me, Joe and Heidi went up front on like the stage. And by the way, Carlos has never been more uncomfortable in his whole life. He tried to stand with his back to the crowd. He did amazing. <laughs> he was facing me, and I was like, Carlos, you have to turn around and face people. You can't just face me. He was like, I don't want to be up here. And I was like, that's nice. But Joe started talking <laughs> about something, and I was like, can you please just introduce him so he can go <laughs> sit down? Um, and then we did giveaways. Um, that was really fun. Yeah. And you gave away, like, um, nobody's seen it, that isn't physically here, but we have, we made a shirt with the Chevy Astro van with wings, uh-huh. a Holy Spirit Airlines t-shirt. Yeah. Um, so that is not up yet, but it will go up on yeah, our site. That's like my site. favorite shirt now. I know. And you don't even have one. Yeah. I know. And then. Um, Every time I look at Mon- Monique's <clears throat> post where she's wearing it. You get a uh, holy jealousy. And but then both those ladies modeled those shirts well. Yeah. Shout out Monique. Shout out Shannon. Um, and then uh, a Mospel shirt, which was good. We gave away um, a real king shirt and like water bottle, like a bag of goodies mm-hmm. to the person and a gift card and stuff. We had a drawing for people that responded on our Facebook event that they were going. Um, and that canvas bag had real king branding on it Mm. and so once we were done with the giveaways i went and sat at the piano because i led worship with max playing drums and then you guys kind of like prayed and opened things up heidi opened up the altar and like half of the people came to the altar immediately and and that to worship that right there set a tone was already like god working yeah because there were people in that church um that normally attend that church that needed to see that altar full yes because it's been a cry of their heart lately yeah, and a craving to see that and because see there's a difference so yeah. this is this is that thing that like i've said before where sometimes when you go to like a smaller church or you're in like smaller groups or just in general your life isn't like surrounded with a ton of different types of people and personalities you'll sometimes think that you're kind of the only one out there serving Jesus. Like you're kind of the only one out there really wanting a a different life and a life that's higher. In order to have vision, you have to be able to see it. Yeah. And, And I think seeing it 
renews people's vision. Absolutely. Because yeah. even so it's been like a heart of mine lately, too, that like you are at that altar every single time like stuff's going on. And now so this young lady has been going up to the altar as well with me on Sundays. But mm-hmm. like a lot of the times it's just the two of us. And, and it's like, really, Lord, like, come on, yeah. because is it is it affecting my worship? No, you know, it's not really, Lord, come on, because he's already drawn them. It's people not surrendering. Yeah. Exactly. But like it doesn't like affect. Do you have a Lego in your mouth? <laughs> a Lego. Can, can Do you there, have a Lego in your mouth? Can no. there just be noises on this episode? There's just noises. There's Heidi's, noises. <laughs> Heidi's got, she's got a little like a dry throat. drippy today with her. <laughs> so, but there is. <laughs> Lego. It, it doesn't affect like. the level of worship. <laughs> But at the same time, when you are up front and you have just loads of people that are worshiping God just as fiery as you are, yeah, there it's different. It is. Different. There's like this corporate synergy. Awesome it's synergy. You yes. catch other people on fire. Yes. It fuels. Well, there's it fuels it. There's a delight that happens in God's heart when He has a corporate anointing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's easy to have revival in one's own life and heart. Yeah. But when you have a uh, collective group yeah. of people that have come into unity, which means they're right with him, now they're right with each other. When you have that collective establishment of unity, yeah, where God can flow and minister to his body like that like in a in a you get into the glory of the lord mm-hmm. yeah yeah like when you enter yeah. into his glory that place of rest that place of refreshing that place of renewal yeah very different than when you're just um you're separated out amongst yourself uh, yeah. begging for a prayer request to be answered there's yeah. a very a very different faith that comes with that yeah yeah so within <clears throat> you had kind of said this like within the first song like i didn't even i got through the first verse in the course of the first song and joe immediately had a word yeah and that was the heart palpitation word yeah mm-hmm. and turns out I there was a girl it. there and shout out Brittany, and that she was getting ready to in a matter of days have open heart surgery yeah and so then she and she came there expecting a miracle. Yeah. And so I got ch- chills. Yeah. And she then got people prayed on. Got to be a part of that. Yes. When you pray, there was body ministry. Yeah. When you yeah. pray over a uh, unspoken prayer request or a prayer request, well, put a out request on, like, by nature media. is something that's spoken or communicated. So it's really not a you, you can't. Yeah. It's a contradiction like of a terms. Hey, pray, yeah. and then they don't tell you what's up, or you get and something. then you ask, and they go. PM me. I'm not going to do or, it. Or God knows the matter. But <laughs> this is the thing, is why pray? Yes, one one that somebody would be healed, but why does God do signs and wonders? It's for the unbeliever. So that actuates you in your faith. When you get to see God fulfill his promises, mm-hmm. it launches you into a different place of faith. People say, well, why does the church not have power? Why does the church not have glory? Why does the church not have signs and wonders? It's because you have to you have to be together to have those. Yeah. You you can have somebody like we all pray on the internet 
and somebody get a healing. But there's a huge difference when you're in a room and you see somebody's physical uh, countenance change because they just realize that a, an absolute miraculous something just took place internally. Yeah, yeah. And they they have a knowledge of their healing. Do you know yeah. what else? This occurred to me after the fact, but the Sunday before, so worship night anniversary party was Friday. Mm-hmm. Sunday before that, Pastor Lynette brought a word that God wanted to demonstrate mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. his people what he's capable of. Yeah. And he wanted us to demonstrate the signs and wonders, demonstrate so that people can see it and learn about it and understand it and like get on fire. Yeah. Right. That happened on Sunday long before. And that was in our own church service. Yeah. Because like the worship night wasn't, it was physically at a church, but it wasn't hosted by the church. Right. It was hosted by us. Yeah. We had lots of churches present, though. Yeah, like six. Yeah. Yeah. And like local pastors from churches here. So that was like first song that happened. Yeah. The other thing is like I walked in from a worship perspective. I had a loose list. Yeah. But no real agenda. Right. And you have to be open to like. I may not get through a song. Yeah. yeah. I kept telling Joe and Heidi, I want the glory of God to hit and everybody be laid out until yeah. Sunday. But just total unity, even across churches, because yeah. more and more people are coming to the realization that like we're one body. Yeah. We're, you have to be kingdom minded and less, it's not about, you know, competition. It's like, here's the thing. The forces of evil are working nonstop, whether you're distracted by how successful somebody else is or not. I was just explaining, like, I even just talked about it again today, where I was in this class, out of 60 people, only two of us come from a married household. Right. Um, where our parents are still married. There was 58 other people in the class. They come from either broken, um, blended, or single parent households, like their but their parents aren't married. Right. There were just as many people in the class that were a result of an extramarital affair. Yeah. Than there were with two parents that have been married since they got married, stay ma- stayed married, and are are still married today. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That took one generation. Yeah. For that cultural shift away from marriage and the family got intended to happen. Yeah. One generation. That is scary. And if the church of God does not get their head on straight, right. there isn't going to be a church. Yeah. Well, and look at, look at the, just the uh, Christian, um, I guess, the identity, right? Like the, the identity crisis that a lot of Christians are in. Look at how many people out there are a product of... Um, marital discord or or broken relationships in yeah. the church if you look at the churches itself the bride of christ and then all these kids that they're they're not living they're they're either living with mom or dad you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i'm either living with dad i'm i'm communicating with god on my own out here and i'm not connected to mom the bride of christ 
You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't There's even... There's such a discord there. And they don't even see the value right. in marriage. I was thinking the pr- about... part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Just even with, with who was there representing different churches, there was a lot of people that are either on staff at mm-hmm. these churches or the head pastors or, yeah. or the youth pastors that were at the worship night. And I was thinking, wow, if their congregations had gotten behind them, mm-hmm. we would have had absolutely no room Mm -hmm. we would we would have needed a much bigger venue yeah you know but it's like god's doing something where these ministers are stepping out yeah and they're supporting other ministries and they're saying yeah it's not my church it's god's right actually i just talked to one of the pastors and we were talking about that yeah he said it's not that's because it's not our church it's god's so it's interesting because we we said too the people that were there should have been there. I think it facilitated some of the connections with pastors that wouldn't have otherwise, because there was a lot of, there was a lot of lead pastors, right? Those connections, conversation, much needed conversations and networking wouldn't have happened otherwise probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it was like, God chose exactly who, because here's the deal. We're done with the foolishness Mm -hmm. because it's foolishness and we're done with the distraction. Yeah. And we we have things to do. I've I've noticed like, that there it, there isn't time yeah. for it, and the lack of urgency is actually pretty frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like it, people got to get on board here, yeah. get in the boat and row. Yeah, <laughs> because like there's a heaven to gain and hell to be shunned. Yep, and it's wild to me that the apathy that exists today. Yeah, but we saw the opposite of that at worship night. Yeah, people yeah. that are not apathetic. That they want a move of God. Yeah, they I've, want a revival. I've noticed of... a lot of the people that come to me and they want to um, discuss or argue about end time prophecy are the same ones that um, will tell you that there's discord in all the churches, and they're also the same ones that don't show up. Yeah, you know, and it's 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 not a good situation to be in because you. It's like when you, when you, if you were to go to court for something and you decided to represent yourself, but you're not an attorney. No. You know, you, you got to have mm-hmm. some sort of a group put together that, that has the knowledge and the wisdom and then can give you input that's not your own. That type of a, an individual exists. We've all met them. I, I pray they get to know Jesus. Because when that is how you're operating, you don't know him. Mm-hmm. You're not emulating him. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not walking out his call. Yeah, that's that's not that's not what he called us to do. When we should never preach fear when no. it comes to end time prophecy. Mm-mm. We should we should teach the security that we have in the Prince of Peace. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, all this stuff is going to happen. It, it's in the book, and a lot of it's coming to pass as we as we stand here and watch. But this is a this is an actual. Uh, you know what it push. is? It's a misplaced urgency. God, when people get hyper fixated on that, in specifically, first of all, I think it's important to be informed. Mm-hmm. But when you hyper fixate on it on the end rather than where we are right now. Mm-hmm. 
I think that is misplaced urgency. Yeah. And when that's all you can talk about and all you can think about, that is God telling you, hit the streets and get people saved. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's saying to you. It's not go argue with other Christians yeah. Yeah. about how this is going to unfold. It's yeah. not a, it's not a, it's an, not, <laughs> and I told you so that can right. be leveraged against other believers that may not have the urgency you have. Yeah. It is a, a direct call to get out and, and seek and save that which is lost. Do you yeah. know what I picture is like the Titanic is sinking mm-hmm. and rather than like helping people into the boats, you have two people that are arguing over what the instruction manual for the boat says. Yeah. yeah. Or, act, or what kind of act, move, do something yeah. rather than, you know, some of it is just on the job training mm-hmm. you're yeah. going to get. And arguing <laughs> over which flotation device is manufactured better. Yeah. Right. So, there was just like, I think we're overwhelmed by the amount of like unity and support there. Yeah. But God showed up big time. Yeah. And there were multiple things going on at the same time. Yeah. So with, with the kids, so mm-hmm. uh, uh, somebody brought a word um, that wanted basically everybody 18 and under to come up to the to altar to get prayed on by people. Yes, yeah, did. And then when that was um, happening, Joe got like a another word mm-hmm. that said like if if any of these kids want to be like you know no it was the same word so she came to me with the word first I said I felt prompted to ask her if she was getting something and she said I just really feel like the kids you know there's like like God wants to do something with the kids tonight um, with their prayer language uh, with them specifically yeah and i said well give the word mm-hmm. so then she she started giving that word and then when she got to the end that's when i got up and i okay. just i just shared what gotcha. she had already told me gotcha mm-hmm. so it was actually amazing because um on the other you know side of the of the room pastor lynette actually oh that's is where anointed with that and yeah. so this line of kids just started like going to her and getting, and then adults too yeah and mm-hmm. getting baptized in the holy ghost and it was just like amazing and i <clears throat> there was a part where she was like the worship was still a little bit loud and i was trying to do that but it was necessary because there were so many things happening all at one time it was necessary because there were so many things happening at one time like there was like this amazing moment with these young children getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. But then the worship was still necessary because there were still people that were so fully engaged, fully engaged in the worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it was like almost like two separate events were happening. And then there was people that were in the middle of both. And that was pretty intense as well. There was people giving words amongst each other. There was people laying hands on amongst each other. And then there's people praying for each other out by the bathrooms. Here's the wild thing. When I tell you it got supernaturally hot in there. So hot. I think I lost four pounds. Seriously. And I didn't sweat a bit. You Joe was frolicking what? around in Seriously? his socks. I was I was Oh, I'm basking. sorry, the fire of God didn't hit you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I'm kidding. He's it like, did. He he hit you guys in fire and he hit me in water. I was like ready to I rip the sleeves crying. off my shirt. Every like two minutes another another flush would come. 
There were, Christina said there was like little girls that had like sweat beads, like going down their faces. Literally. So when they were, it was in that front corner where Pastor Lynette was um, praying with people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence speaking in tongues. And that corner got hot. Yeah. And people were, they were literally like, sitting with her sweating yeah like they were sweating out of their body and i sweat so much like the collar of my sweater i had to take it off because it was actually wet (laughs) and there were some people and we say fire of god we say fire of god hit that place because there were some people that weren't hot right i was ready to like literally go lay in the parking lot with my take my shirt off <laughs> and my bare skin on the black top. Join, join Amanda laying one, on the tile. One girl yes. literally had to go lay like <laughs> on almost the lay on tile just to get cooled off. It was so and and okay, so bringing her up, another miracle is like God can take you from wherever you were and he can bring you to where you are right now and he can put you in front of a crowd of people you've never spoken in front of people before yeah. mm-hmm. and he can use you to deliver a word isn't that cool yes that person is one of the most used by god like in a good sense people that i know like yeah. as a servant so serves continually for years and years and years um i've been behind the scenes with her a lot um, never has a poor opinion of others in the body. Um, she, she's got good discernment. So like she's she, genuine. Yeah. Through and through. Um, she'll, she'll tell you flat out, like if, if she sees an evil spirit there, but she doesn't ever do it in a, a sense of like, Judgment. other than wanting to see them do well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden she's solutions focused. Yeah. Like yeah. let's fix it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And like like Heidi, loves being behind the scenes, does not want to be accredited for anything, doesn't want to be mm-hmm. brought up front, doesn't. So in her words, she mentioned like fire mm-hmm. and lighting a flame and okay. And then before service, somebody said, oh, is um, fresh fire on the list? And I was like, I don't share the list. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't because people get attached to a list and I don't want attachment to a list because we have to have free flowing. Exactly. And they get attached to their favorites. Yes. Yep. And so I don't ever share a song list ahead of time. And it was fun watching you though, too. Cause like (laughs) when, when you do have a list and you do have an anointing on you to be able to, to allow people to get up and interrupt Mm-hmm. with what God's giving them. You know, that's that's very important to have that ability cuz there's a lot of people that when they, they want to get, get in, through their song, they get in a concert mode. Yeah, they do. And then it's about their talent and how they look yeah. versus what God's about to do. And I play for an audience of one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Yep. It's a healthy balance. Yeah. And I was honestly a little bit nervous about that because oh, Joe, did you think I was going to showboat? No, Joe had a lot of people that he was like, if God gives you a word. Yeah. And I was like, I knew it. if they all give words, like, <laughs> but keep in mind, I was like, that's fine. Cause we're going to be here till Sunday. Yeah. I didn't just, it like, was really, it was very selected people, people that got highlighted yeah, I to. Well, I know. Yeah. They were yeah. very, but no, I was like thinking like, it's sometimes hard to balance that well, but it was just balanced so beautifully. Yeah. I was talking with people afterwards 
And it was like God was weaving a tapestry. Yeah. And it was like the perfect, he knew when to, like, it was like braided together. Yeah. There was a word that would come and then we would sing songs. And it's funny. So like multiple people were like, are you going to sing Fresh Fire tonight? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it wasn't on the list. Yeah. But then there was like three or four things that happened. And I looked over and Nick and Steph were right by Pastor Lynette to my right. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> they looked at me like, how can you not? <laughs> so so then we did. And it was true. It was like the perfect timing for it. Yeah. And I was, but again, I was like open to whatever, yeah. you know, whatever God wanted to do. About the music, though, I just want to say this one thing. Um, it was just Max and I. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one singing like through the microphone. Yeah. Until I got up there. People commented multiple times. Yeah. Joe did sing. He did. Yeah. If you missed it, actually, you missed it. I actually it won't reminded again. him. I said, hey, do you know that you sang at the end? And he's like, uh, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just making yeah, sure. It was like good. you knew. Um, so but even before he did that, there were multiple people that later said it sounded like a full band. Yeah. Yeah. And then people were like, it sounded like it wasn't just you singing. There was like, yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> that is like the coolest thing you could ever say. Yeah. Because like when I go up there, like he gets my all. Yeah. Like literally you guys could all leave. He's still going to get all of it. Yeah. I don't necessarily always hear that, but I, <laughs> but I feel I don't ever feel like I'm alone or striving up there, right? And Max and I, like, we work really well together. And, like, we don't even have to – I don't know if you noticed this, but at one point we just played. Yeah. And, like, we didn't even communicate, like, verbally or, you know, hand motions, nothing. It was just God working right there and allowing us to do that. And so that was like a really cool thing to hear because I didn't necessarily hear it myself. Yeah. But it thrills me to know that like heaven showed up. Right. You mm-hmm. know, like did we didn't have a bass player with us or a guitar player, but people had this overwhelming. They were. Yeah. It yeah. was like a full band and they were shocked yeah. at it. And I thought that was really cool. That is cool. You know, I really. When Whenever you have anything like that going on and then you're yielding to the Holy Spirit yeah. and you don't have a set list. When people did speak, it it was usually a, a moment of eye contact and a head nod. Yeah. There was no them like, with you and then yeah. you with me and yeah. like, it was just it it just felt very natural. Yeah, it wasn't like a jump up there and invite somebody to stage and make a show out of it. They no. just kind of threw a head nod and a look. Like mm-hmm. it was like they already knew looked over at me. I happened to look up and it, like God put it together. Yeah. And that's pretty pretty exciting to me to know that you have that many people in a room mm-hmm. that are yielded mm-hmm. to hear the voice of God. And yeah. and it wasn't like a show. No. Like people were like, "Oh, like that was you guys really did that well," and like they didn't even know it wasn't planned like that. Mm-hmm. It was just 
that's how fluid it was. It, yeah. it flowed like water. Pretty exciting. That's the goal always. Yeah. Um, so one more thing I wanted to mention about um, the the worship night is at the when it kind of started to. <laughs> Uh, I can't even say wind down because I feel like it really didn't wind down. No, I could barely. You were texting me at 3 a.m. and I was still wide awake, like blink, blink in the dark. Like when um, there is normally a natural wind down and I there There was there was not a natural wind down happening and it kept getting later and we were still doing nachos after because word of the wise, you don't feed people before they worship doesn't work out well. So we were waiting to feed them until after. But there was a moment at the end that was one of my favorite parts where it it felt just good, clean, spiritual, anointed enjoyment and fun. fun. Yeah. Where you were singing like some of these older <laughs> Look what the Lord has done songs. And people were just like clapping and then they started to make a con voy. A, a conga line. Conga basically. line. Yeah. Um, it was and a glory train. They were just like going around <laughs> the entire sanctuary in this line and just like enjoying. And people were like jumping in. Yeah. And having fun. That was one of my one of my that, highlights. That's like old time Pentecost. <laughs> that's so. what I, I keep saying. I want the somebody I want people doing the Pentecostal shuffle. Real bad. When I was a kid, glory trains would break out a lot. And that's the kind of, like, so I keep hearing, like, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, we need to bring that back into our everyday normal so that our kids can say, when I was a kid. Yeah. Because they're not, if if we don't have... Well, that means you involve them in it, too, because (coughs) my mom and them, when, when that would break out in spontaneity when I was a kid... They'd grab your hands and pull you in. Yeah. And on your third lap, you'd finally break through the flesh and become a part of it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just so done with the dead church. Like, I can't I can't take it anymore. I can't handle people just sitting like lumps on a log in the pews. I can't handle nobody amening. Like, I can't handle none of like, it. Like, come alive. I need, you know, I need, I, I'm to yeah. the point where I need the church to be alive. Like, I need the people in the building to be on fire, excited that you're there, and you're running around the church just having enjoyment and making a glory train mm-hmm. with not a care in the world other than just worshiping Jesus and you're in an amen corner. Yep. When it ended, I honestly thought like people were going to leave because it was late. I who, know. Who you're eats like... spicy nachos at 10 o'clock at night? In this crowd currently? I was going to say, not yeah, me. Every I single do, one yeah. of us. <laughs> as long as they're cold. And like, I think like over half the people stayed. It took At least. me like two hours to eat my soggy nachos. It was 2.30 in the morning when we left. Joe almost passed yeah. away at the hands of a jalapeno. <laughs> that was so awful. Yeah, but he did live to tell I think I it. got a seed caught in my throat. A jalapeno seed? That's the spiciest the hot, part. Yeah, it's the hottest part. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they did stay, and longer than anybody. There were people there that people were like, oh, they never stay. Mm-mm. And that was pretty cool, too. And because we didn't have a lot of space, we had to let people eat in our sanctuary. Yeah. And it was nachos. Yep. And I'm not even kidding you. Like, we went in the next day to clean. And it was like, we vacuumed. Everything was fine. Like. People were very respectful of The Lord was just so a part of that day. Yeah. 
Um, and it was just beautiful. And so he just actually, you know, showed us that, like, we need to do these more often. Yes. So first of many. Yes. Number one. It was really good. One thing we haven't mentioned is that was the official, like, launch our merch night. Woohoo! So we have merch available right now. Mm-hmm. You can go to Royal Lineage streetwear.com and you can get coffee cups cell phone covers hats sweatshirts t-shirts crewnecks yes you name it it's available now um we'll ship it anywhere you just go ahead and put in your order yes if you want to uh, we had a lot of people ask how can they sew into the ministry and we have venmo set up now mm-hmm What's our Venmo? It's at the Real King Podcast. Perfect. Just like everything. Yep. So if you want to give a love offering into the mini- ministry, God bless Max. He just danced. <laughs> you yeah. can do that on Venmo. Yeah. At the Real King Podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.